What does it mean to be blessed? We just sang about it, but what does it mean? What does it mean to be blessed? If you follow the hashtag blessed on Instagram or other social media platform, you're, you're going to, on Instagram, you're going to see a bunch of pictures, and each picture is a representation of what that individual defines as being blessed. And so if you go uh, on Instagram, hashtag blessed, you follow that, uh, you'll come across and maybe you'll see a beautiful sunset, hashtag blessed. If you go on my timeline, if you look on my Instagram, you look at that hashtag blessed, I promise you, you're going to find someone who's holding a beautiful fish that they've caught, hashtag blessed. You keep scrolling, you'll find people who put pictures of watches or coffee. (laughs) They'll they'll put pictures of, of dogs and babies, hashtag blessed. You keep scrolling and you'll find pictures of friends, fields of flowers, hashtag blessed. And certainly those things are blessings, right? Those those things give us a taste of blessing. But those things, they're temporary. They're here today and so often gone tomorrow. Just take these examples. A sunset will turn into a storm. Sometimes the fish don't bite. Watches break, coffee grows stale, dogs bite, babies will grow old and sometimes rebel, friends will leave and flowers will die. Can you still put hashtag blessed? And we all want that kind of blessing that survives the test of the storm or the stale coffee or the fish not biting, of friends leaving and flowers dying and dogs biting. We all want to have blessing that survives the test of, of, of downturns. We want a blessing that is more than just a temporary fix to this moment, although those are great. What we want is blessing that satisfies our soul, that that shapes our everyday, a blessing that is ours even in the storm or stale coffee or fish not biting or babies growing old and sometimes rebelling or friends leaving and watches breaking or or, or, or flowers dying. We, We want to be blessed. And that's the desire of every human heart. Every person here, every person not here, every person in the world longs to experience blessing because blessing is shorthand for a beautiful life, a life that is full and fulfilled, a life that is full and fulfilled. We all want that. But we, we can only get taste of it here and taste of it there, and it doesn't survive the storms that we encounter. And, and the, as soon as the sunset sets, And the dark clouds roll in and the thunder claps and the rain and the deluge comes and we're swept away in the storm. Blessing is gone. We want something that will bless us even in the storm. The temporary nature of blessing and our craving for blessing shows us something's broken. Something in us is broken. 
Something about blessing is broken. We need more than an Instagram post. We need something that sinks down at the very root of who we are and blesses us in every circumstance, in every situation. That is our longing. That is our desire. But there's good news. See, the good news is that even though we have a taste of blessing and it seems temporary, God, who is the source of blessing, has promised us a blessing that will satisfy our soul in a permanent way. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 describes it this way. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has, get this, blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. God has blessed us. What has he blessed us with? Every blessing, every kind of blessing in the treasure vault of heaven. And how do we get hold of it? Jesus. There is a way for us to experience a blessed life, regardless the circumstance, regardless the season, regardless the uh, fish not biting, we can be hashtag blessed. God makes it available to you and to me. God makes it available to you and to me. Even though this world seems broken, even though I seem broken, the good news that we celebrate today, the, the cross and the resurrection teach us that Jesus takes our broken life and makes it beautiful. Now get this, no matter how broken you are, no matter how broken your life, no matter how broken your circumstances, no matter how much brokenness you face, what Jesus accomplished through his death and resurrection promises to those of us who belong to him that we can have a beautiful life. Beautiful. A life that is permanent, soul-satisfying blessing. And we need it. My goodness, we need it. If we're honest with ourselves, we need that blessing. We need more than just a hashtag. We need a life that is shaped by God's blessing for us, for our families, for our marriages, for our homes, for our children, for our grandchildren, for our, for, 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 for our everyday living. We need, we need that beautiful life. But it seems out of our reach. In my house, if our sink is broken, we're going to call a plumber because I'll make a mess of it myself. And in my house, if the car is broken, we're going to call a mechanic because I'll make a mess of it myself. And in my house, if a bone is broken, we're going to call a physician because I'll make a mess of it myself. But who do we call when our life is broken. In John chapter 20, we see Mary Magdalene and her life is broken. She's grieving. She's mourning. She's weeping. She's overwhelmed by the storm. She's overwhelmed by her brokenness. 
In John chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, I, I read it a few moments ago. So here's Mary. She's at the tomb, and she's standing outside the tomb all by herself, and she's weeping. And there are angels inside the tomb, and, 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 and they ask Mary, Mary, why are you weeping? And, and she says, they've taken away the body of my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. And, and then she turns around, and there's Jesus, but she doesn't recognize Jesus. And, she's, and, and Jesus asks her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Now, those questions reveal the hurt in her heart and the pain in her soul. She, she's, she's looking, she's, she's seeking, she's uh, hoping for something to break through the brokenness. She, she's weeping. Something's broken. Dreams are dead. Blessings out of reach. And maybe you come here today and you're finding yourself in that same place. It may have a different name, but you find yourself in that same place. You're weeping. Something's broken. Something's broken. Dreams are dead or dying. Blessing seems out of reach. Oh, you, you, tears may not stain your cheeks this morning. But the pain in your soul is overwhelming. The the. The grief of your heart might not be out loud for others to hear, but, but sorrow is splitting your heart in half because of a life half-lived. For Mary, the enemy of blessing, a beautiful life, what robbed her of hashtag blessing in that moment was the death of Jesus and what she didn't understand at that moment, what maybe you don't understand is that the death of Jesus was God's plan to fix what's broken in her and what's broken in you and me. And Jesus went to a cross on purpose. Jesus went to a cross to kill sin. Sin is killed by the death of Jesus. Sin. Now, you might say, well, what's the big deal about sin? Sin, very simply, is the enemy of blessing for us. Sin is what separates us from God. And here's the, here's the clue. The only way we can have blessing that is permanent and soul-satisfying, the only way we can have blessing, a beautiful life that sustains the test of time, is through God, a relationship with God. See, we try to find blessing from earthly pleasures, but trying to find blessing from earthly pleasures is like trying to find security from a castle of snow in the middle of summer's heat. It just melts. Trying to find blessing from earthly pleasures is like trying to draw a bucket of water from lava flowing out of the heart of a spewing volcano. And yet we're trying to find this blessing from these earthly pleasures and we have them for a moment, but then they evaporate and they're gone. But that's not what God offers us. See, God offers us a relationship with himself. He is the source of a soul-satisfying life. But sin, your sin, my sin has gotten in the way. Our sin separates us from God. It has killed our soul. And so Jesus came on a mission to kill the thing that is killing us. Boy, what a Savior. Amen. And Jesus came to kill our sin. 
And when he went to a cross, he didn't go to a cross because he had done anything wrong. He went to a cross because you and I have sinned. Here's the gift. It's not what we do that gets us forgiveness. It's what Jesus has done for us. He died in our place. He took the punishment that we deserve. The prophet Isaiah said it this way in Isaiah 53, verse 6. He said, he's talking about us. All we like sheep have gone astray, each one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Here's good news. Jesus took the punishment for me. He took my name with him to the cross and he hung there and he died for me, for you, so that we might be forgiven, so that we might be made whole by God's grace, so that we might be fit for God's family, brought into a friendship with God. Jesus killed the thing that was killing blessing for us. Jesus killed sin on the cross through his death. The death of Jesus was the plan of God, the pathway of God to bring forgiveness to a sinner like you and me. Have you received that? Have you experienced that? The chasm that our sin created between us and God, Jesus crossed it with the cross. He built a bridge so that we might be made fit for God's family, so that we might be part of God's family so that we might be able to open the hydrant of God's blessing and take it in even in storms and fish not biting and watches breaking and coffee growing cold and stale friends leaving flowers dying dogs biting even in those moments we're blessed because we are in God's family sin is killed by Jesus on a cross by the death of Jesus but then, in the story of Mary Magdalene, things shift and turn. It goes, from, it goes from mourning to rejoicing. It goes from sorrow to celebration. What happens? <laughs> she sees Jesus. See, hope comes alive through the resurrection of Jesus. It's hope that comes alive. It's not it's not that we have somehow navigated the difficult times in our life and we pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps and we've gotten more determined and more disciplined and now we've got a better life. No, 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 no. We might call that hashtag blessed, but that's hashtag blessed only as long as I work hard enough and circumstances don't go bad enough. Hope comes alive when God, in his great love, invades the darkness of death and defeats it. When he calls Jesus up from the ground and says, now, here's hope come alive. We uh, look, look at verse 16. Now, remember, in, in John 20, 15, uh, Mary uh, sees Jesus in verse 14. And, and then verse 15, but she doesn't recognize him. Verse 15, Jesus says, uh, why are you crying? Who are you seeking? And Mary uh, again says, uh, if, uh, thinks Jesus is the gardener, says, if you've taken his body, tell me where it is and I'll go get him. And then verse 16, and Jesus said to her one word, Mary. When Jesus spoke her name, her eyes were open. Her blindness was gone. She saw that Jesus is not dead. He's alive. There is hope 
alive because Jesus is alive. My Savior is alive. Death has been defeated. Sin has been destroyed. Now, now I have hope. See, hope, hope is the bedrock to a beautiful life. And that hope comes to us only in the person of Jesus Christ who conquered death, hell, and the grave. And Peter saw it, and he said it this way in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus is alive. He's not dead. And because he's alive, we can live in a permanent hope that gives us a permanent blessing. He's alive. We have a new beginning. We have a new heart. We have a new life, and it's a beautiful life. He's alive. We can have a life that's built on a hope that will never disappoint us. Jesus is alive. What God has done for Jesus, he will do for everyone who belongs to Jesus. Jesus is alive, and we have a chance at a beautiful life. Not from something that we've created, but something that God has gifted. The resurrection of Jesus means that while we weep through midnight moments and mourn in those difficult days, God is working the night shift to give us blessing. The resurrection of Jesus means that God's love swallows up anguish and despair with astonishment and delight. The resurrection of Jesus means that in the face of all of life's uncertainties or sorrows, God is for us because Jesus is with us. Do you have that kind of life? Have you tasted the glorious blessing of life? See, I, I know that a few moments ago I said, if, if, if you're here and you have believed on Jesus, you need to be baptized. And that's true. But can I, can I go back a little bit? See, the real question, you want a blessed life? You want to have hashtag blessed on every screenshot, every picture you ever take? You want to have a blessed life? You want a beautiful life? A life that is permanent, life-satisfying uh, kind of existence. That doesn't last just for now, but goes into eternity. You want that kind of life? Then you've got to have a relationship with God. You have to have a relationship with God. You're not going to get it any other way. You're not going to get it because you have self-will. You're not going to get it because you're religious. By the way, I'm not talking about being a religious person because my dog can be a religious. Uh, my dog religiously barks at every UPS delivery truck that ever comes through the cul-de-sac. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm not even talking about being moral. I'm not talking about getting your life straight or getting it right. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about what the Bible talks about, that there is a transaction where God says, Jesus, I want you to take Eric's sin, and Jesus, I want you to give Eric your righteousness. And I want that transaction to take place right now. And in that moment of God's grace invading my brokenness, my life is made beautiful. Have you experienced that? That change? 
You see, if you're going to have blessing, if you're going to experience blessing in your relationships, if you're going to experience blessing in your everyday walk, if you're going to experience blessing in your coming and in your going and in your families and, and, and their families and their families, it, it begins with a relationship with God. And if you don't have that relationship, you need to get it today. You need to believe. How do you get a relationship with God? You've got to go to Jesus. Now, the only way, see, here's the deal. Mary was still stuck in the storm until Jesus called her name and her eyes were open. And maybe today Jesus is calling your name. He's saying to you, now's the time. Jesus is offering this beautiful life filled with forgiveness where shame is destroyed and hope is awakened. He's offering that to you today. Do you hear him calling your name? Will you believe on Jesus now? To enter into a relationship with God, you look to Jesus and you admit, first step, you've got to admit that your sin has broken your soul and separated you from a holy God. You've got to begin there. You, you have to say, God, it's my sin that's broken my soul. And it separated me from you. You've got to believe that God sent Jesus on a rescue mission for you. That Jesus died there on the cross for the penalty of your sin. That Jesus was raised to give you a new life. That Jesus is your only hope for a blessing. For a blessing in this life. For a beautiful life. That Jesus is your only hope for anything in life. You've got to admit you got to believe. And then you got to commit. you got to give him everything that you are. Yeah, say, Jesus, I belong to you. No one else. I belong to you. You are the king of my life. I give you my life because you're the only one who can fix it. If I go, if my sink is broke, I go to a plumber. If my car is broke, I go to a mechanic. If my bone is broke, I go to a physician. And if my life is broke, I need to go to Jesus. He's the only one who can fix it. And the question is, are you ready to go to Jesus? And ask him to fix what's broken in you and give you a beautiful life. Would everybody bow your heads, close your eyes? Right now, there are some in this room today who need to come to Jesus by faith. You're ready. You've waited. You've hesitated. You're, you, maybe you haven't seen the need until now, but now you see it and you've got to do something about it. You're, 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 you're ready. And if... Right now, you're experiencing those spiritual sweats. Inside, there's a pounding in your heart. I mean, it's about to wear you out. Your hands are sweaty and your, your, your pulse is racing and your mind is, 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 is just filled with uh, all kinds of thoughts. And, and right now, God is saying, hey, listen, I'm talking to you. You hear Jesus calling your name and he's saying, now's the day. This is the moment. Everything will change. But you've got to admit right now, you've got to believe in Jesus. You've got to commit your life to him. So if you're ready to do that, if that's what you desire to do right now, I want to invite you to pray this prayer. I can't pray it for you. You've got to pray it yourself. I can't make the decision for you. Nobody can make the decision for you. The only way you enter into a relationship with God is when you personally decide, this is my moment. This is my time. Are you ready? I invite you to pray this prayer. Oh God, 
I admit that my sin has broken my soul and separated me from you. And I believe that Jesus is your son, that he died for my sin and in my place upon a cross, and that you raised him from the dead to give me a new life and a new beginning, a new way of living, a beautiful life. So I commit myself to you, O oh God. I give you everything that I am. I, I, just, I just need for you to bring me into your family. I just need for you to forgive my sin. I just need for you to give me a new start. Thank you, God, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, God, for rescuing me and blessing me. If you're online or in the room and you prayed that prayer, then I'm, I rejoice with you. I, I really do because that's the transaction of God's grace that changes you forever. But I'm going to invite you to do something specific. If you're here today and you just prayed that prayer, in a moment we're going to stand and we're going to sing. If you just prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you to come to one of the uh, ministers up here at the front. You just tell them, I prayed that prayer. And maybe after believing today, you're ready to be baptized today. Not wait a week, not wait a month, but today. And maybe you've been a believer and, and this whole service, all you can hear is, I need to be baptized. I need to be baptized. I need to be baptized. It's not too late. Now's the time. When we stand to sing, if you need to be baptized, you come and you tell one of these ministers and, and, and we'll work it. Today's the day. Today's the day for you to publicly declare. If you've believed on Jesus, today is the day for you to publicly declare that you've embraced Jesus. If you're online and you accepted Jesus today, you prayed that prayer today, I want to invite you to text Jesus to the number on the screen or email pastor at firstnorfolk.org and we'll be in touch with you and we'll help you in the next steps. We'll set up a time for you to be baptized. We have the water. You have the faith. Now's the day. Now's the time. Don't let another moment pass. Be obedient. Rejoice and let us rejoice with you in the new life that you've received. Now, Father, as we worship you in these moments and as you speak to our hearts, I pray that you would give courage and faith to all Everyone in this room, to everyone in this room who has become a follower of Christ or is, who is a follower of Christ, give them the courage to step out and come forward and, 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 and follow you in believer's baptism. At the very least, come and tell these ministers that, that, you've been, that they've been transformed by your grace. Oh God, I pray that, that you would do that mighty work of grace in the hearts of those who are here, the people for whom I've been praying all week who our staff has been praying for all week God I pray that you do that mighty work of grace give them the courage step up and step out and it's in the name of Jesus we pray amen